Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the our message. Life. And, and we said that pursuit looks different for a lot of people, but the main concept of pursuit is not only about a career or money or goals. It looks different, but it's pursuing something. It's actively going after something in in your life. And the thing is, we speak on pursuit all the time. We all want the things. We all want the, the criteria, but there is a standard. There is a criteria that God gives us in the book of Philippians to handle the pursuit. Don't you serve a God? Don't you gladly serve a God that says, hey, that you can pursue things? It is not a bad thing. <laughs> See, we can pursue things in our life, but it's whenever it's in the context of God's word and in the context of his will is where it, you can pursue things that are for, uh, that is from Jesus and not from you. Because who's, who's messed up situations before? Like you're like, you go after it and it's like, dang, I should not have done that. <laughs> Man, I, I shouldn't have put myself in that position. But in the midst of pursuing, God says, hey, in the midst of pursuing, there's a criteria that at the end of it, it's going to leave us whole, it's going to leave us healthy and not burn out and not have the mentality that I want to quit the midst of the pursuit. Because the reality is pursuit is sometimes uneasy. It's hard. And and we want to give up. But when we navigate pursuit in the right context, man, the outcome of it is going to be amazing because it's unto God and not unto me. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 to 14. This is the verse we've been kind of going through throughout the whole couple weeks. Let me read it to you to give you some context. Verse 12, not that I have already obtained this or I already arrived to a goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus had take hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I have not considered myself have taken hold of it, but one thing I do is forgetting what is behind, straining for what is, is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenly in Christ Jesus. See, last week we talked about um, we talked about how we shouldn't reach back for things that God has already told us to forget. We talked the concept of of you know there's how people say all the time I will I will forgive them but I will not forget. And that is rooted in the, in the concept of vengeance, because whenever I can take back that thing that you've taken and hold it into my future, it, not only, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt the person at all. It only hurts you because you're taking from what God told you to forget into the future that God has for you now. It, God says this pursuit of forgetting. And today, as we navigate through the verse of Philippians, we're going to settle on just a short portion of this verse, and it, but it's super vital to us as we live our lives. One thing I know is this. The enemy is trying to attach your failures of the past to the promise of the future. L- l- let, me, let me just tell you that. The enemy's goal is to attach the failures of the past to the promise of your future. His, he, he wants you to be stuck in the middle of you pursuing. How do I know? In Genesis chapter 4, verse 7 says, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you, do what is, uh, but if you don't do what is right, sin, the enemy, is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must what? Rule over it. It's, it's easier said than done at times. 
It's easier said than done because when that person cuts me off, there's a little bit of words that come in my mind that is not holy. <laughs> you know, when that, when, when that co-worker is like, you know, trying to just push my buttons, I just don't want to lay my hands in a holy way. I want to lay it in a way that is not going to be good to my, you know, my standards. And my, my, I, I just want to punch them. All right. Um, but at times we think that the absence of circumstances, the absence of things, problems in our lives means that we have arrived or already are living in the goodness of God, which is good. Let me, let me, let me explain this to you. Sometimes we say, hey, God, take it away. And when you think that God, when you know that God is taken away, you know that everything is good and I can do whatever I want. See, but the thing, the, the thing I want you to know about this morning is that the absence of circumstances mean that the enemy is not worried about you. Let me explain this to you. Because the enemy can't be in all places all the time. <laughs> he ain't God. So at times, whenever we do the enemy's work for ourselves, like we, we just mess up our lives at times, why the enemy's going to spend his time on you when you're ready? Are doing it himself. So what this do? So, but let me ask you this: When the enemy is fighting you, you know that there's a promise on the other side, because the the enemy's job is only to take you away from what God has already promised. So when you are trying to live out God's promise in your life, it's always going to come with resistance. It's always going to come with resistance. See, when you don't have, when there's no problems in your life, number one, you're lying to yourself, or you're playing it too safe, and you don't need faith. But the reality is, when the enemy comes, it's what we, what do we say all the time when the enemy comes? Oh, God, where are you? Oh, like I'm, the, we're confused with the concept, but here in Philippians, we know that resistance equals growth in your life. Um, let's go to verse 14. It says this, I press on, everybody say press on, towards the goal to win the price, the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Today, I want to talk about the pursuit of the press, the pursuit of the press. It is basketball season in the world right now. We got a huge game tonight. All right, go Mavs. All the way, Mavericks go all the way. Um, I just like the underdog. I just like the underdog. But I used to coach basketball a long time ago. I'm not good at it at all. But when I was in Ocala, um, my boss, which is her dad, um, said, hey, would you like to assist me in coaching? And I'm like, okay, let's do it. You know, you pay my bills. Let's go. Let's roll. You know, let's go. So um, uh, two, two games in, um, he decides not to um, coach anymore. And I, he put me to coach. And I had no other option, okay? But um, I was coaching a middle school basketball team, Liberty. I don't know what their mascot is, but Liberty, okay? Um, Liberty. And I had to learn basketball real quick because these, these parents are whatever. But one thing I love to, to teach them is this thing called um, the press, uh, full court press. Is The whole concept is you stop the opponent before they get across to score, uh, to, to score a basket. So you go to them and press on them. You, you get, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just say, just go around like this. Just do this, just full court press, you know? But it was, it, was, it was stopping the opponent before it scored. 
It's a press. I, I, I don't work out that much, but I, I walked a couple times this week, okay? Um, but the reality is this, when you're working out, they tell you to use resistant bands. You seen those resistant bands? Have you seen those TikToks and stuff like that when the person does resist and it just smacks them in the face? Uh, that's, that's horrible. Um, but resistant bands, why do, why do they say to use resistance? Because it's breaking down the muscle. It's making you stronger. The resistance makes you grow. I remember when we were working out a couple years ago, um, they will put weight on the bar. And it was hard to pull up, but it was the weight that got you stronger. But we, we look at it opposite in our life. When there's weight and problems, we think God's not there. But what if I can tell you today, let me propose this to you. What if the issue, the resistance is really the enemy trying to stop you from your promise? Is the resistance, is the, is the press. One thing I know in life is, is this. You're either grabbing at life or you're pressing in life. It's two different things. This is what happens when you grab. Let me, let me explain to you some things that people say when they're trying to grab at life. Grabbing at life is just taking things. Whenever, whatever it is, not even thinking about it. If it's, if it's there, it's for me. I'm just going to take it. But this, this, is, this is what happens when you grab at life. Grabbing at life. How about grabbing at success? You hear people saying this. It's just one Sunday. It's just one more meeting. My wife slash my husband will understand. At least I'm making the bread. At least I'm making the money. I have to be successful to live up to the lifestyle that I've created for myself. So I only want to pursue the success. It's grabbing. It's not saying that success is wrong, but when you're grabbing at the wrong things, you can be left with the wrong things. How about this? Grabbing at love, all you single people, huh? I'm willing to live a false sense of love and give myself to the first person that expresses or tells me they love me if I believe it or not because I don't want to be alone. Quiet. We're grabbing. I, I don't care. I'm not even going to put it through a, a filter. or just grabbing. How about grabbing for approval? I'm going to compromise my morals and standards to obtain a thing I think I deserve. This is heavy stuff. This is heavy stuff. Grabbing, how about grabbing? I mean, we all see this all the time in social media and stuff. Grabbing at likes and approval. I will post that picture even though it goes against everything I believe or everything I want to stand for. I'm going to post it to make sure others like what they see. Just grabbing for it. You know, you know, you know they're gonna look at you a different way, but God, that little heart thing just does something to me. Just grabbing. Just grabbing. But at times we grab in the in the intention of trying to do the right thing, we grab the wrong thing because we're grabbing in the midst of the pursuit. We just grab things. And what it does, it leaves us vulnerable, dependent, deficient and open to the enemy crouching at your door. Just grabbing. See, grabbing takes things, whatever, whatever I can get or whatever I want to settle with. Whatever I sell. Well, what does the press? 
What is the press? The press is a constant mindset to pursue the right thing at the right time. When was the last thing you count? When was the last time you counted the cost before pursuing something? Like you actually thought about it all the way through, not just the first month. <laughs> See, having the press in your life balances our thoughts to count the costs. The press is this. Let me just give you a definition. I'm not saying you're dumb, but I needed to look at the definition. All right. It says to move or cause to move in a, in a position of constant or um, contrast with something by, by continually with physical force. Physical force. So that means that in this press in my life, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. If you know that this is a pressing season in your life, I'm going to tell you that is, is this press worth it? Pressing extends whatever God wants for your glory. Pressing waits on the Lord. Waits on the Lord. See, here are three things that this pressing in our life should do as we navigate it. Number one, the press should focus you. The press should focus you. It should give you a different perspective. This is how we think when we're getting resistance in the middle of the, of the, of the, of the press. Oh, God, have I heard you wrong? I'm just tired. I'm exhausted. I want to quit. But when you have a different perspective and you have focused on the right place, we all know what's right and wrong, but the enemy is going to fight and you might need to do the right thing at the right time. You might need to trust him a little more, give a little more. You might need to give hope a little more. You need to pursue a little more because the reality is the hope for the believer is in the press. It's in the press. So the other, uh, when we first got this building, we, we took the little thing out of this door over here, and we, we did a, a, it's supposed to make a resistance to opening the door, so it doesn't just like swing open, right? But a couple months ago, we had baptisms, and I forgot about that thing, okay? So I opened the door, and I'm just, <laughs> it just took me out because there was no resistance to it. There was no resistance to it. If you're going to a door, and it says, it says, pull, are you going to press? See, we, we have to understand Pressing, the, the, sometimes the issues in life is not a bad thing. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah, it's, 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 we, we need to navigate it. But maybe it's the thing that's going to grow you in your life. It's going to grow you in your life. And it's all about a perspective. If we're only looking at the negative things, we are, here's the hope in your life. The hope in your life is God is still in control in the midst of the press. Because Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, it says... <clears throat> Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am what? Your God. He will strengthen you. He will help you and uphold you with his righteous right hand. That last half of the verse should be the biggest shout that you can. Because back in the day, the right hand meant the hand of authority. So he, he's saying this, I will help you, I will strengthen you, and by my authority, hey man, we're going to get this, we're going we're gonna to do this. Oh, we're going to do this. Matthew chapter 6, verse 26 says, it says this. I love this verse. It says, look at the birds in the air. Look at the birds. Do they not sow or reap or store away in barns? 
and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you be worried and add single hour to your life? I hate birds. I, they're unpredictable. We, we used to have passes to go to Bush Gardens. And at Disney, they have it too, at the, at the um, Animal Kingdom. Why would people want to go in a cage area with a bunch of birds? They're unpredictable, and they're going to poop on you. Like, you know what's going to happen. But guess what? My kids want to go see birds. And I'm like, at the, I'm at the exit real quick, because I hate birds. So this is what the, this verse is saying. Say, hey, if God cares about a bird, how much more does he care about you? How much more does he care about you? The issue is, is we bring the wrong playbook to the fights in our life. We bring the wrong play. We bring a playbook of my opinion. We bring a playbook of others' opinion. We bring a playbook of my will, of my strength, of my uh, resources, of my connection. And in the midst of pursuing, what happens? We tend to fold because it's all about you. But if we bring the right playbook, his word, into this situation, what if you brought his playbook, his word, into your issue right now? What if you, because 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you will be able to endure. Don't put your focus on the resistance Put your, put your focus on the press to move forward because he, he's got you. He's got you. Yeah, it might be hard right now, but he's still got you. Yeah, you don't might not understand what's going to happen, but guess what? He's still, if he cares about birds, how much more does he care about you? Number two, in the press. The press should open you. It should give you, it should open your heart to surrender. The press would open our eyes to what we really put our trust in. I hate going to pressing seasons because I don't, I, 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 try, to, I try to do it myself. Mr. Sam, I, I, I try to like just maneuver it myself with my resources. I got to talk to this person to do this person. Do this. It, it's a pressing season, but when I put my hand at it, it always fails. And sometimes I try to say, oh, it failed because of this. No, 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 it's because I got in the way. What if you're just in the way? What if God is trying to open your eyes to what you really trust in? Let's push, uh, the push should open our eyes to surrender in, in, in our life. In James chapter 4, verse 7 says, submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee. What's the, well, there's a key word in there. It's called Resist. I ain't lying to you. <laughs> it says resist. You have to push away. You have to get away. You have to resist the enemy. And he what? Shall flee. In Mark chapter 14, it says, I am going, uh, I'm going a little farther. He fell to the ground and prayed that if this is possible, it, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but your will be done. This is Jesus at the brink of him about to be dead. 
like going through all the, the suffering that he did, he literally says, hey, God, this is going to be bad. I already know, but if you can take this cup away, take this issue away, but not my will, your will be done. So this is showing this. Can we do this? Can we normalize? Can we normalize bad times? Life sucks. Can we normalize it? Because if we don't normalize it, it's always going to surprise us like, woo. Can we normalize that the enemy's going to try to, like, fight us? Sometimes we're always so worried and so, so focused on what he's trying to do. What, 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 what is he trying to do in you? We put our focus on, oh, the pressure is there. But what if you look up and say, hey, in the midst of this pressure, grow me, God. Use me, God. Let's normalize these things because if not, this is what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, hey, this is going to be bad. This is going to hurt, and if there's any way possible, hey, take it away. But guess what? In the midst of this pushing, in the midst of this, this pursuing, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to put my faith in what you're doing. See, choosing surrender chooses God's will and not your emotion. Oof. When you choose surrender, you choose God's will and not your emotion. Jesus' emotion in that moment was very, very real. He, was, he, 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 he knew what he had to go through. At times, he probably felt the pain already, but he didn't let emotion dictate the promise. And at times, we let our emotions of the issue dictate our, our, our outcome of our situations. See, you are stronger than you think. You are more resilient than you think. You have more grit to you than you think because you have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside. So when we, so we don't choose to wallow in our issues, we get to, so we get to surrender in our issues because we know that God has our back. Because one thing I know is when I activating, when I'm, when I'm living a life of surrender, fear comes more to my life. Isn't that like an opposite thing? Like when I surrender, it should be better. <laughs> but the reality is when I surrender, fear comes, but I also know God is in control. And my faith is activated at that moment. Surrender is not the sexy thing to do, but is the necessary thing to do because it, it, it controls your faith. Broccoli and carrots are not sexy. Cookies and chips are good. But what's going to be the most beneficial for your life? The broccoli and the carrots. So it's past our emotion and trusting the author and the finisher of our faith, which is Jesus. Number three, the press should, it should. All these things, remember I said should, because the choice is yours. The press should mold you. It should mold you. In Romans chapter 5, verse 3, uh, 3 and 5, it says, More than that, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that the suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. But God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. The press should build our integrity and our character. It, it should build us. It should build who we are. 
Because Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9 says, whoever walks in integrity walks in security. Maybe you don't have a, maybe you don't have a, uh, 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 insecurity problem. Maybe you have a character problem, an integrity problem. So character integrity is the stuff that you don't show us. <laughs> it's when like no one's here, no one's around. Are you doing the right thing? And to be honest with you, God honors that more than you even being here on Sunday. Because the press, see, have you, have you been there before? Wherever you're dealing with an issue and it hits you the most when you're alone? Why? Because you don't have to perform for anybody and you can't lie to yourself. Because that's where character and integrity comes. Is I'm going to do the right thing for myself and to grow in God. So we have too many people that are living a life of Christianity but are dying in their integrity and their character. Talents, abilities, the great smile, the great charisma will only get you so far. Character and integrity it's what God honors. It's what God honors. This pressing in our life shouldn't scare us. No, it should excite us to grow more. To say, hey, I might be in the middle of it, but I'm going to grow in the midst of this press. Where are some areas, what are some basic areas you can grow in in this press? In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it says clearly, it's called the fruits of the Spirit. If you want somewhere to grow, if you're like, hey, I need places to grow. Maybe start here, okay? You can start here with a little bit of growing your love, peace, patience. Let me stop there. Husbands, don't look at your wife. Wife, don't look at your husbands. Patience. When's the last time you say, God, grow me in my patience? Don't do that. Because he's going to give you opportunities to grow. Goodness, kindness faithfulness. When was the last prayer you said, God, grow me in my faithfulness? Gentleness, self-control. Let us see. When was the last time you said, God, grow me in these areas? Because these, are the, these are the areas that God says, hey, these are the fruits that need to come out of your life. These are the fruits. So, so this pressing should mold us. So now I have a different perspective. This pressing is not burdensome, even though it's hard. This pressing is not a waste. It's actually necessary. This, this pressing is not just pressure in my life. It might be growth in my life. And it identifies areas that we still need to grow in our life. This resistance shouldn't not cripple us or scare us. It should align us for growth in our life. Stop running away from the resistance. I think that's a Star Wars thing, right? I never watched it. I've been to Disney and I know it said resistance. Is it resistance? I'm so... Resistance. Resistance shouldn't scare us. When resistance comes in your life, 
the first place you need to go is not your friend to give you the opinion that you want. When the resistance comes in your life, it's not going to this thing or this thing or this drug or this. It should not go there. Resistance should alert us to align us back to God for growth because, God, you're doing something on the inside. If the enemy is fighting me, I must be doing something right because he's not going to try to fight people that are trying to, like, just coast in life. When you're trying to grow, know that the enemy is going to come. I can be a pastor here and be like, being a Christian is great thing all the time and it's like no it's think sometimes because the battle comes even harder at us because we're trying to push the kingdom of god but the kingdom of darkness is 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 coming back at us and us as christians we need people that are not only going to be christians on the outside but christians on the inside because that's going to be the thing that is going to help us in the world that we're living in right now this world is crazy If I see one more cent on that gas thing. (laughs) Self-control. We have to operate in these areas as I close. Let this press grow us, not derail us. Because nothing will grow without resistance. A plant. You put a seed down, it has to push through the dirt to grow. Like, there's no way that it can grow just in the dirt. It has to push through. There's that dirt and that growth process right there. And we have to know that in Philippians, uh, uh, Paul is identifying that that issue real quick. He's saying, listen, the only way that you're going to do this the only way that you're going to sustain this, the only way is, is you, have to, you have to identify the pressing. You have to normalize the pressing. Because if you don't normalize it, it's always going to take you down and you're always going to blame other people. You're always going to blame other things. No, 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 no. What if God wants to grow you in the midst of the press? See, the Bible talks a lot about grapes and turning it into wine. There's four stages of making this, this, this wine, and the, and the four steps are harvesting, is crushing, pressing, fermentation, clarification, aging, and bottling. The pressing will only produce what God has already called you to be and live out. A grape is not going to be an apple, but in the pressing, it becomes what it needs to be. So God is not going to press you to become something that he's not called you to be. He already has a plan for your life. You just got to get out of the way and trust him. Be faithful. As you feel the pressing in your life, get aligned to God's purpose. Only resistance will finish the pressing process. And in the pressing process, let it focus you. Bring your perspective, not on the issue, but what God wants to do in your life. Open your heart to surrender and let this season mold you. Live on purpose for his purpose. The pressing will grow you. Every hit. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, 
We love you, and we're in this together. Mm-hmm.